Hi, welcome back to another episode of Daisy in the Dark, the podcast. This is your girl, Cynthia. I hope you are all having a lovely day. Um, I ended up feeling like I needed to do a follow-up episode to the one that I did on the overturning of Roe versus Wade <clears throat> because I feel like I didn't really have my thoughts in order when I did my last podcast. It was just truly a a gut reaction, an emotional reaction, and honestly, it was just really scrambled and, and not well put together, so I wanted to come and, and kind of give a, a more thoughtful reaction now that I have my thoughts in order, and I wanted to make a couple of things clear that I feel are really important for me personally to make clear, because I feel like I need, for me, I need this to be made clear. My stance on abortion, I personally, I personally hate abortion. Um, I would never choose it for myself. I would hope that the people in my life that are close to me would not choose it, would seek me out or seek out other options to for guidance in to help find other options. Um, that's my personal feeling, my personal thought. I feel like it's a baby, it's a life, and that all life is precious. That's my personal feeling and belief. I don't have the right to make that choice for anyone else. It's a hugely personal and permanent decision and I'm not going to tell anyone else what they are or are not allowed to do with their body. And I'm not going to say that it's only okay in the case of a rape or in the case of incest or this or that. I'm not going to tell anyone else what to do with their body, regardless of the circumstance. It's not my body. It's not my decision. My personal feelings and values have been stated that's how I feel, but I'm it's not, I'm not going to interfere with anyone else. And I am going to stand up and fight for other people to have the right to make their own choices because it matters. When you start taking away one right from one group of people, it's a snowball effect of taking away rights. And so I just, it was really important to me that I, <clears throat> I made that, that known. And it really bothers me when people are somehow comparing the idea of body autonomy of abortion to wearing a mask. I'm not even going to dignify that concept Wearing a mask and having an abortion 
having the ability to make that choice for your body of even of getting a vaccine, taking the personal responsibility to get a vaccine to protect people, to save lives, does not even come close to taking away the rights of people to choose for themselves to have a child to go through nine months. You, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, I can't even dignify that with, with a response. It's not comparable. Um, it's absurd. Um, now that's out of the way, um, I want to talk about what I see as the real issue behind the abortion debate. Because it really isn't about saving babies or saving lives or, um, you know, what this right-wing evangelical Christian, you know, idea is spouting. Um, a lot of a lot of Christians, yes, that, that's their firm belief. And I'm not going to take that away from them because that's how they see and, and that's their stance. But this huge fight of it's it's just it's just crazy to me and and the whole idea that the whole reason we ended up with Donald Trump as president is because honestly in my opinion is because of the comments that Hillary Clinton made about abortion I feel like if she hadn't come out and made those comments about late-term abortion I really feel like she would have been elected and so it's just anyways it's just ignorance. Um, so over the since Roe versus Wade was brought to be, it created what you know the the term that's been spouted is the domestic supply chain of white babies, and so we know that the foster care system is overflowing with children, but. It's not overflowing with infants. So when white parents are going to the foster care system, there's a huge wait. It's really hard to get a baby. And so that's been discussed. That's something that's been on the topic and on the minds of people is that, you know, they're not able to get babies. People who want babies aren't able to get them. And so that's an issue. And I don't care who you are or what you say, that is an issue. And people don't want to adopt four-year-olds, five-year-olds, ten-year-olds. They want infants. And when women are allowed to choose for themselves and make these choices and get abortions, that cuts down the availability of infants. Um, A 2002 report from the CDC said that nearly one million women were seeking to adopt children in 2002. They were in demand for a child. Whereas the domestic supply of infants relinquished at birth or within the first month of life and available to be adopted had become virtually non-existent. So you have a million women in 2002 searching to adopt a baby, but the availability for them to adopt was non-existent. So you're telling me that that's not playing a part in this push to have availability of babies 
there's a financial gain in this as well because adoption is very expensive. There's also a huge, and I don't care, listen, it's about race, it's about racism. There's a huge backlash of, you know, fundamental racism built into everything that happens in America. And a lot of, it's not like me to, you know, be so political and post such a factual um, podcast, but I, I really, I try to do my research and I really wanted to come at this factually. Um, so this is from the Washington Post. Black women in America have the highest maternal death rate. Generally, lower incomes lack insurance, lack access to quality health care. They lack access to doctors. They live in areas where they're more remote. They don't have as many opportunities to seek adequate health care. They're farther we know that as far as voting goes that's true we know it's harder to access voting areas it's harder to access doctors it's harder to access quality health care having a higher maternal death rate in the united states when our maternal death rate is already so high is scary black women have a harder time finding safe and legal health care providing contraception and reproductive health care. There shouldn't be an issue in 2022 finding legal contraception and reproductive health care. But there is. And it's definitely different depending on the color of your skin, if you're white or black. And that's a huge issue. In the United States the maternal mortality rate has increased among all races of women over the past 20 years. Why? We have the best medical facilities. We have the most medical advancements. Why are more mothers dying now than ever before? And yet you want to force more pregnancies? So basically you're forcing more more deaths you're forcing more deaths on us. But knowing that, knowing that more, there's more maternal death rates in the last 20 years, black women are three times more likely to die from pregnancy-related causes than any other race. Three times more likely to die. That's 2019 data from the CDC outlawing ectopic pregnancy that's when the egg implants outside of the uterus that means it can't grow to term so it's it's not going to ever become a baby but it will more than likely threaten the life of the mother and these types of pregnancies are the fifth leading cause of death for black women in 2014 a study showed that among medicaid recipients ectopic Eptopic pregnancy are higher in black reproductive age women than anyone else. And there are states that are outlawing even an abortion of eptopic pregnancies, knowing that it will never come to term, knowing that it will more than likely result in life-threatening situation for the mother. So it stands to reason that states outlawing all forms of abortion have basically outlawed 
abortion and legalized the genocide of black women in America. Because when you look at all these statistics of the mortality rates of maternal death in America of all races, and then you calculate the fact that it's already three times higher in black women, and then you calculate the fact that it's the, that eptop, that word is hard for me, is the fifth leading cause of death for black women. And then you have states that have outlawed all forms of abortion. It is outright genocide on black women in America because they don't stand a chance. They're already dying at higher rates than the rest of us. Our death rates are already going up among all races. And you don't think this is a race issue? You don't think this is a power issue? You don't think this is a money issue? You think this is just about saving babies? You think this is just about saving a life before it... This isn't about that. If this was about that, then it would look a lot different. So, I don't know. Hopefully this sounded a lot more reasonable than my first go because I really wanted it to. I really put my heart into this and and put my mind into this and I wanted it to come out as something that mattered and made sense to people and had a purpose and I wanted it to matter and so that's why I did this it's why I came back and and re I'm not going to take my other posts down because I think those emotional outbursts are necessary sometimes but I wanted to come back and with some sort of calm and some sort of purpose and address this overturning of Roe v. Wade. And I went back and looked at everything that they've done, the Supreme Court has done, all the rulings that they've made in the last month. And it's astounding that the things that the court is doing and people are joking about waking up in 1957, but it's not really a joke. Um, especially for women, especially for women of color, especially for black women. Um, It's very scary and it's up to all of us to take a stand in every way that we can, to run for office, to run for school boards, to reach out to our local government, to demand change. It's to follow the lead of black leaders, of black educators, to listen to them, to find guidance in their words. As um, a white person for me, um, really just learning and immersing myself in education and understanding the history and where it comes from and, and taking guidance and making mistakes, learning from them, and moving on. And that's what, hopefully, this is going to 
going to do. Um, again, this is Cynthia with Daisy in the Dark, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can check me out on Apple Podcasts, um, Anchor, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere that you get podcasts. So have a great day. Bye.